Hey everybody, welcome to the KB Talk Show. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. Uh, we got a good show for y'all today, guys. Um, got some football and baseball going headed headed your way. So I mean, yeah, absolutely. Here we go. And uh, our first story is, of course, the biggest news coming out of yesterday is Felix Hernandez pitches the perfect game for the Mariners mm-hmm. against the Rays. And um, yeah, it is, it is against the Rays who have been prone to this kind of no hitters and perfect games and stuff like that. But any way you put it, a perfect game is an amazing feat to accomplish. Yeah, I don't care who you're pitching against, uh, in my opinion. If you throw a perfect game, that's that's incredible. You know, that's a feat that there have been tons of pitchers who have been great who have never been able to do that. Yeah, and if you look at it, however many years of baseball, it's, I think, about 150 years in MLB history, and how we've had so many great pitchers, and this was only the 23rd perfect game in the history and that's incredible to, and I know we've had what four or five in the past couple of years. Yeah, um, I was actually reading something earlier. Uh, I was about there's been twenty six percent of the perfect games that have been thrown have been thrown in the last two percent of baseball. So yeah. like the current era. Yeah, and that's and, just crazy to think about. Then that's amazing because everybody sees this as becoming more of a hitter's era where we think steroids are taking over baseball and that kind of stuff. But here are pitchers going out in we've had three perfect games this year and and so many no hitters that have come up recently and it's just amazing to see pitchers go out and do this kind of stuff i didn't get to catch the game but from what i've heard in the highlights i've seen hernandez was just masterful out there yeah with 12 strikeouts and um just his dominating performance if you cut you ask me i'd say that's pretty masterful performance yeah and the next story, this would, this probably would have been the biggest, if not for the perfect game. This was definitely at least, yeah, one of the top stories. It would be have to be Melky Cabrera of the San Francisco Giants um, admitted to using testosterone, which yeah. is an illegal or enhancing performing drug. Right, and it's not like the whole Ryan Braun thing last year where he protested it. It was the day of we had a statement from Cabrera coming out saying, I made a mistake and I wish I hadn't done it. But he was looking like one of the best hitters in the, especially in the National League, and I think this really hurts the Giants' chance of winning that division. Uh, Cabrera had a very, um, he was a very solid part of the Giants' lineup. You know, he was one of their main guys. You know, he was All Star uh, MVP, and you know, he was one of their guys to go to. You know, when they're having problems, but you know. This this really hurts the Giants' chances uh, getting in the playoffs. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying it'll hurt their chances. Um, right now they're in a wild card position. They're fighting yeah. for the wild card spot. But um, I do want to give I want I do want to give my props out to Cabrera for admitting it and not being right. like a bunch of those guys who obviously took steroids are like, no, I didn't do this. You know, it's quite obvious. But I you know I hurt I know it hurts his image a lot, but. I do give him a little bit of credit for admitting it yeah. the same day. Yeah, and now we'll see if he's really learned from it and can maybe, if he can stay clean from now and we have reports that he's passed these drug tests and stuff like that, and then I'll really put a lot of merit into this guy. But, yeah, her as far as hurting the Giants' offense, um, they did pick up Hunter Pence, and Hunter Pence has not been doing great as a Giant. As the last thing I saw, I think he was hitting under 200 in a Giants' uniform, and not only Cabrera's impact in the lineup, but also he was a solid outfielder. And making great catches and stuff like that, that could hurt you also in the long run. 
Yeah, um, I completely agree. So uh, moving on, that's that's all we have for baseball today. Um, next up, some big uh, headlines in baseball. Uh, Jason Witten of the Dallas Cowboys, one of the best tight ends in the game right yeah. as of right now, is out for I'm not sure how long. I think it's I think he's gonna miss um, a, a couple of the preseason games. Everybody's saying he should be back by the time season one or the first week opens. Um, but yeah. He, like you said, he is. I would put him up there as probably the one of the ton, top three tight ends. And as of right now, I'd put him as the number one tight end there is in the league. And Jason Witten is one of Tony Romo's top weapons that he has, and he is a, a tight end. But it seems like anytime Romo needs that that down, he goes to Witten, and Witten always pulls through. And he's out with a spleen injury, I believe, is what it is. And so we're going to get the test back on that, see what's going on. But missing a couple preseason games isn't all that bad. But if he misses a couple of the, the first couple weeks, then that could turn out to be bad for the Cowboys. Jason Witten's a solid guy, you know. Like mm-hmm. you said, he's always there when the Cowboys need him. You know, he's one of those what a uh, go-to guys, you know. You know he'll make the play or the catch or whatever. So, I mean, we, we, don't, we don't know for sure how long he's going to be out. Like you said, it could be a couple preseason. It could be you know going to week one or two. But um, hope for the Cowboys that he gets better. Yeah, absolutely. And he is. If you're not a Cowboys fan or whatever, you got to be a fan of Jason Witten. Just to see him go out there, that drive he has, and every time I think of him, I think of that play where his helmet got ripped off, and there he is just trucking down the sideline. He he's he's running the ball, and that's kind of the image you see of uh, Jayden, Jason Witten. And so now, also staying in NFL, we have seen. Um, Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin III make their first starts, and they are going to be rookie starters. They're among a couple in the league right now. So between Luck and RG3, who do you see being the better overall quarterback in the next couple of years? Well, that's if you ask me, that's a really tough question. As of right now, I'm going to say RG3 is the better quarterback. Uh, you know, these first years of the career, I'm going to put RG3 above Luck of Luck. But um, as the as their careers go on, um, Luck closes in on that, and I'm not sure if he will pass him or be equal to RG3. I mean, they're both amazing quarterbacks. They both got great athletic ability. So I mean, either way, they're both gonna be great. If you ask me, I mean, from what I've seen, even though it's only been one preseason game, right. from just looking at these guys, seeing what they can do with the ball and how they can process their thoughts in their mind, you know, I think both of them are gonna be good regardless. But like I said, for now, I'm gonna go with RG3. Later on, maybe Luck will pass him, but who knows. Yeah, and I I pretty much agree with you. I think Luck is going to turn out to be the better quarterback solely based on um, RG3's ability to move out of the pocket and his ability to run. And I think that's going to end up hurting him. He's going to take more tackles than Luck probably would. And, I mean, look at Michael Vick. He's the, that type of Michael Vick, that that form, where he can pass it, or he can run out of the pocket. And looking at Vic, it seems like every time he gets hits ha- hit hard, Eagles fans are scared. Whether he's going to get up or something's going to be wrong. And that did show in the first preseason game. Where Vic got hurt with a, a hand injury. And I think that's going to come back to bite RG3 in his butt. But I do think Luck ends up being the better quarterback. And um, taking over, although taking over Peyton Manning's spot is going to be tough. That's going to be a real tough role to fill in. Um, so next up, we have both of our um, predictions of who will win each division, all the way from NFC North to the 
in NFC South, and well, you get the idea. Yeah. And uh, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with my NFC first. Uh, the NFC North. I'm gonna go with the Packers, reigning NFC North uh, champions. I just. I even though um, the Bears added those big additions with Bush and yeah. uh, Marshall. Lions are looking good though too in that That's division. True. It's yeah. gonna be a tough division though. Yeah, I mean, I know because the Lions have gotten a lot better, obviously. But you know, I just I don't think that they'll be able to compete with the Packers because the Packers, for the most part, actually almost completely kept their offense together, which was yeah. that fifteen and one team we saw. Plus, they were able they were able to add a bunch of key uh, rookies and draft picks into their defense. So they, you know, coming to this draft, a lot of teams, you know, they have to choose back and forth because a lot of them. Of areas in both spots, you know, but the Packers' offense for the most part is pretty solid. So therefore, yeah. they were able to focus most of their resources on the defense. So that's why I have them at number one. Uh, the South, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Uh, I know the whole bounty system hurt them a lot, but looking looking through them and how they've been playing, I still think even without Sean Payton and a couple of their defensive guys, I still think they're gonna be number one. The West, I'm getting to the 49ers. I don't really see much competition for them. I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year, but. Well, they might be. I'm not sure. It could go either way. Yeah. But um, I'm going to still put them at the top. And then the NFC East, I'm going to put the Eagles ahead of the reigning champion Giants and the Cowboys. I just don't think the Cowboys have yet to acquire the talent or have just – I just don't think they're good enough to pass the Eagles because the Eagles were the dream team last year. But, you know, yeah. but they faced a lot of injuries and inconsistency. But now that they've had a year to mesh, almost kind of like the Miami Heat, you know. Right. Um, I think they're going to be number one. I just I don't think the Giants can repeat. I don't even think they can win their own division. They might make the wild card, or actually, they pro- I have a chance of them winning the wild card, but I don't think they'll repeat. Um, so those are my NFC ones. So. Yeah, um, I'll run through my NFC ones real fast. Um, I agree with you on pretty much all of them. I'm putting the Packers to come out on top of the NFC North. Basically, like you said, all they really had to work on was their defense, and that was something they addressed in the draft. And if they might not be all that good this year. But I think it'll be good enough for them to hold on to that um, the title of the NFC North. And the NFC South, I'm going with the Saints as well, based on one reason, and that's Drew Brees. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and we've kind of already gone over that. But I, in looking at the quarterbacks in that division, Ryan's pretty good, Freeman's pretty good. But I just think that Drew Brees is well and above the quarterbacks in that division and them coming out on top. I also have the 49ers in the West. Like you said, they're pretty good. They ended, they added Randy Moss. We'll see how that ends up working out. But I don't really see them falling to anyone. And my one difference in the NFC is I have the Giants winning the NFC East. And um, the Super Bowl champs, and I, it's hard to pick against them because Eli looked, in the later half of the season last year, he looked so solid. And I think that he's going to come back and look that same way. They have most of the same weapons for him. And most guys are coming back from injuries. That defense is that monster defense that they ended up having. is still looking pretty good. And uh, I'll run through my AFC first. AFC North, I have the Ravens coming out on top. And the main reason for that, I pretty much put the Ravens and the Steelers at the same talent level right now. But after what happened to the Ravens last year, pretty much they had the Super Bowl in their hands, and 99% chance they were going to the Super Bowl, and that 1% that missed field goal, and I think they're ready to come back and head on to the Super Bowl, so I think the Ravens are winning that. AFC South, I'm picking the Colts actually to win that. I think Andrew Luck's going to have a really strong rookie season, and yeah, everybody says the Texans are good, but I don't think that they have the the talent to win that division. They could make it to the wild card, but I think the Colts are going to come out on top. 
The AFC West, you have to go with the Broncos. I know it's Peyton Manning's first year there, but Peyton Manning is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Kind of like the same reason I picked the Saints is the quarterback, and that's why I'm picking the Broncos. And then AFC East, going with the Patriots, not really much to talk about over there. Now I'm going to do my AFC. Um, AFC North, I'm picking the Ravens as well, just because... If you ask me, I'd say between the Steelers and the Ravens, it's kind of a flip uh, flip toss or coin toss, yeah. excuse me. But, you know, the one thing that has pushed me to pick the Ravens more is that drive, because uh, their drive for the Super Bowl, which they missed last year, so very close. And I think this year they're going to be like, you know, we were that close. Let's finish it this year. So I, that's why I picked them. Um, next up, uh, for the AFC South, I have the, uh, the Houston to do what they were able to do with their third string quarterback was amazing, and now with Matt Schaub, hopefully if he if he stays healthy the whole season, I easily put them uh, the winners of that division. Uh, for the AFC West, I go with the Broncos as well. Uh, they were able to make the playoffs with Team Tim Tebow, and they basically kept the whole team plus added some uh, some good additions, and now they have Peyton Manning. So I mean they're gonna win that one. And then the AFC East, I'm gonna go with the Patriots as well. I don't really see that division as much of a challenge for them with. With their offense, you know, it stays the same too. Right. So I mean, those are mine. And and looking through the teams, I think as of right now, we could pretty solidly pick the the playoff teams with the division winners and the wild cards. And I think we're at a point in the NFL where there's not much of a parity in each division. Like especially like in the AFC East, you look right now, and it's going to be tough for anyone to beat the Patriots in that division. Just like with the Packers, I think it's going to be hard to beat the Packers, and the 49ers look like pretty solid in that division as well. And so now from that, we're going to head on to uh, the 24-second shot clock. Yeah, guys, uh, so, you know, our, your favorite segment of the show. It's is, my oh, favorite, too. Yeah, it's my favorite. Um, it's the last segment, so, you know, it's time for 24-second shot clock. This is the 24-second shot clock. Get ready for this. This is the 24-second shot clock, and that's the new intro me and Brian put together. Yeah. I hope you like it. I really love it. I, I love it, too. Um, if y'all don't like it, then you're not cool. Or you can email us and let us know that, too. But it's probably going to stay, whether you like it or not. Yeah, this, is, like this is a dictatorship, so... Okay, so um, I guess I'll go first. I'm going to talk about why the Packers... or Why I think the Packers are going to go a perfect season this year, unlike they did last year. With eight draft picks this... Uh, previous NFL draft, they drafted seven defensive picks, or they drafted seven gu- defensive guys. Uh, the top guys, or the most people knew, are Nick Perry, Jarrell Worthy, and Casey Hayward. These are each huge picks. You know, they drafted seven picks at linebacker, defensive end, cornerback, defensive tackle, safety, linebacker, and tackle. So, you know, a bunch of defensive guys, which will really help them out. They, they kept pretty much their whole offense, and that's why they're going to be perfect. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, that's crazy, picking seven defensive guys, but I guess when you're the Packers, that's really what you needed. And uh, so for mine today, I'm going to talk about loyalty in sports and where loyalty can end up hurting you. If you look at situations like LeBron James or Peyton Manning, and I did talk about this in the blog, loyalty is good and all, and it sometimes may hurt you unless you're talking about Michael Young. Michael Young's play has declined increasingly, and keeping him on the roster is not good, especially him starting. And the loyalty there is really hurting the Texas Rangers. So you need to put your loyalty aside and go for the wins. Good job. Under 24 seconds. Yeah, but I don't think you've gone over 24 seconds, either of us, no, yet, since we started this. Because we both pick awesome topics to talk about that last 24 seconds. Yeah. 
And uh, so that's the show for today. A couple new things. We did get a blog started up. And um, you can find links to that on um, our YouTube page. If you're listening on YouTube, you can find it on our Facebook page, our Twitter page. And um, But I believe the website, it's um, the kbtalkshow.blogspot.com. Dot com. I believe that's what it is. Something to that matter. We'll have all the links in the description. But remember, guys, follow us, like us, subscribe to us, download us on uh, iTunes for our podcast. Right. Um, follow or subscribe. Whatever you do for the blog, read our blog. There we go. Um, and yeah, just send us email questions. You know, you know, email us away. We're listening. To, we're down to listen to anything. So anything you want to hear us talk about, email us that. Right. And with the blogs, we're gonna try to get at least one or two out a day, especially when we're not making a show. So we can kind of keep you guys updated and keep you in the loop with what's going on. So definitely stay tuned to that and uh, keep subscribing, liking. Be sure to email us. You got anything you want us to talk about, anything at all, we'll definitely talk about it. One last thing, guys. Um, this sh- these podcasts might not be coming out as regularly anymore. Uh, we're not exactly sure how the situation is going to work. But for if you, for the most updates on sports, make sure you just – our most recently or our most upkeep thing will be the blog and probably Twitter Absolutely. and Facebook. So make sure you do those if we're not making shows, just a heads up. But yeah, we'll definitely try to get as many shows out as we can. Get them up on YouTube for you YouTubers. Get them up on iTunes for the subscribers there. And um, that's pretty much it for the show today. Yep, that's all I got. Alrighty, well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. See y'all.